0: You are listening to the Calvary Church Podcast, where each episode features a life-transforming message that was previously recorded in one of our services. And now, let's join a service that's already in progress.
1: This is, of course, our Memorial Day weekend, and one in which we all celebrate and honor those who have paid the ultimate price for... Our freedom represents the first day of summer and a lot of parades, a lot of parties, a lot of different things that we get to be a part of. But it really is a day in which we choose, as a country, as Americans, to honor those who have paid that sacrifice of laying down their life for our freedom that we enjoy. When we come into a service like this, we are thankful for the freedom that we have to express our worship, to express our praise to God, to pray to him openly. And in this environment we realize that many lives have made the difference for us to have that opportunity. Memorial Day is a day to remember and we honor. We honor individuals when we remember them. We honor individuals when we remember them. But memory is a tricky thing. How many know that? A couple weeks ago, I was shown a picture of a friend of mine who was celebrating his anniversary And the picture was a picture of the wedding party and everybody in the wedding party. I happened to be in the wedding. I actually was the best man in the wedding. But I didn't remember being there. Now, I I know some of you that would never happen to, but... We were talking about it with a group of individuals the other day, how easy it is to misremember events in your life. On Mother's Day, Kristen told some stories about me in great detail and potentially great exaggeration. The only problem is I can't refute it because I don't remember. (laughs) Just after watching the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center get hit by commercial airlines, a cognitive psychologist, Jennifer Tallarico, who was a graduate student at the time at Duke University, reached out. Her advisor, David Rubin, to discuss how the two could work together to discuss a, a study of flashbulb memories in response to the event. And uh, Delano was mentioning this the other day, and I found it intriguing. The next day after 9-11, Talarico and Rubin asked 54 undergraduate students to recount their 9-11 memories one day after, and then also would talk about, ask them about everyday regular events prior to 9-11. As a result, they found that 9-11 memories and flashbulb memories declined over time, but that the students believed that their memories of 9-11 were much more accurate than the everyday memories, even though Both of those memories were inconsistent. Some not only forgot details that they initially reported, but they also introduced new details in subsequent retellings. They added to the story, much like Kristen did, of me. And although they believed that they were remembering how they heard the news exactly as it happened, the objective reports refuted that subjective phenomena. In other words, years later, five years, ten years later, as they recalled where they were during 9 11 what they found was that it did not match with what they said the day after 9-11. Do you feel good about your memory? But on this Memorial Day, and this Day of Remembrance, I want to ask you a simple question. Do you remember? Do you remember? Here's what we realize in Scripture, and we thank God for His Word God would constantly remind His people to remember the works that He had done. Remember the works that He had done. It would be after Noah and his family went through the flood that God said, the rainbow shall be in the cloud and I will look on it to remember The everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. It would remind us and it would remind future generations that God had a covenant between his people. And when the children of Israel, when God put together his chosen people and they became enslaved by the Egyptians... And as they were preparing to escape the inescapable Pharaoh, God told them to put together and prepare a meal and to put blood on the outside of their homes. But he said, I want you to do this not just one time as you escape Egypt, but he said, I want you to remember this. In Deuteronomy chapter 16, he says, observe the month of Ebib And keep the Sabbath to the Lord your God, for in the month, the Lord your God brought you out of Egypt by night." Therefore, you shall sacrifice the Passover to the Lord your God from the flock and the herd in the place where the Lord chooses to put his name. You shall eat no leavened bread with it seven days. You shall eat unleavened bread with it. That is the bread of affliction. For you came out of the hand of Egypt in haste, that you may remember the day in which you came out of the land of Egypt all the days of your life. We realize that in that moment and in that time, he said, I don't want you to ever forget. I want you to remember. And what we realize in this particular passage, and I've shared this before, but the Passover is not just a celebration of something that was to come. But in fact, the Passover, this idea of celebration was to be observed so God's people could remember that he brought them out from under the hand of the oppressor. That they, he, he asked them to look back on their past and to realize what God had done for them. And so we continue in the Old Testament and we see God's people. They came to the threshold of their promise in Canaan land. And the Bible says that Joshua called the 12 men whom he had appointed from the children of Israel, one man from every tribe. And Joshua said to them, cross Over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan and each one of you take up a stone on his shoulder according to the number of the tribes of the children of Israel that this may be a sign among you when your children ask in time to come saying what do these stones mean to you then you shall answer them. That the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the ark of the covenant of the Lord. When it, when it crossed over the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off and these stones shall be for a memorial to the children of Israel forever. We realized that these stones and this idea was so that they could remember how God had brought them over the Jordan River. What I appeal to you today is that God does not want us to forget where he has brought us from. I don't know what it will take in your life to remember I don't know what it will take for you to constantly be reminded of what God has done for you but I encourage you to do something in your life to remember what God has done for you it's okay to look back on your past and to realize that God has walked you through some difficult times some of you can look Look back on your past and you can see where God has done some amazing things where maybe you had even put yourself in harm's way, but somehow God had preserved your life. Maybe you made some bad decisions in your life that that you wish you could forget, but I tell you today, you need to have some things in your life, whether it's something in your home, something in your life, something in your car, something. on on your, uh, uh, maybe your iPod or even written down in your Bible that lets you reflect from time to time to realize you didn't get here by accident. It wasn't on your own. It wasn't because you did anything to deserve it, but it was the grace and the mercy of God that carried you through your life. And we realize when we remember, when we remember We are looking back on our past and we are reflecting uh, on what God has done. Let me tell you today, God does not want us to have some kind of spiritual amnesia where we forget what he's done in our life, that we somehow cover up all the bad mistakes and all the terrible things that happen and we just totally forget those things. No, he said, I want you to remember where I've brought you from. I want you to remember what it was like to be under that. Hand of the oppressor. I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm pretty thankful that the Bible was not written by omitting the sins, struggles, and pain of our heroes of faith. I don't know where we would be if we didn't have not just the stories of victory and not just the stories of triumph and, and all the great things. But in this word, the Bible declares to us that these heroes of faith that we love also made some mistakes. You can read the list of names in Hebrews chapter 11 of people who we admire, people who we look up to in our faith. But what I realize is if you start to dig into their stories, you'll find some things in their past that may not be so admirable. God didn't hide those things. You can name the character. You can name them. You can name Noah. You can name Moses. You can name Abraham. And David, You can name them all, and all of them have something in their past that they probably didn't want written down for everybody to know. But God said, I want you to remember where you've come from because I want you to remember that no matter what you go through, that I can still bring you out. And so I ask you a question today. Do you remember? Do you remember? Do you remember what God did for you? Do you remember what it was like to be a teenager wrestling in your mind and God just taking you and working with you and molding you and shaping you? Do you remember what it was like to be sitting in the bar all messed up so far from God and somehow God got a hold of you? Do you remember what it was like to have drugs shot up in your body, but somehow you stayed here today looking like you're in your right mind what is that all about that's the grace and mercy of God and he said I don't want you to ever forget where I brought you from oh hallelujah 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 stories of fear stories of failure and tragedy bad decisions. Can I tell you there's probably been some people in this room who have dealt with some tragedy in their life and some failure in your life. You've dealt with some prejudice in your own heart. You've dealt with some hatred for some people in your life but you stand here and you sit in this room today simply because of the grace and the mercy of God. And so when I... Remember when I remember, I look at my past and I say, God has been so good to me. But to remember is not to just look at your past, but I would propose that to remember is to consider your future. I mentioned this not long ago, maybe a couple years ago. There was Dr. Indul Tulving, a noted psychologist. And she has a theory about memory that I find fascinating and in alignment with this spiritual truth. Tolving believes that our ability to remember our
0: past
1: is intricately tied to our ability to hope for the future. She's done significant research that shows that those who lose the ability to remember the past also lose the ability to hope. For the future. And so when you and I remember what the Lord has done for us, we are able and willing to express gratitude for it, which gives us hope for our future. Hope is to believe for a future. We need hope in this world. Hope in Christ is to believe for a promised future. And Jeremiah, the prophet, would encourage God's people and those captive people to not lose hope. Jeremiah seventeen seven, he said, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. But let's read just some passages before that. Jeremiah 17, verse 1, says, The sin of Judah. Is written down with a pen of iron in other words it's set in stone remember our hope is tied to remembering the past and jeremiah says when we trust in the lord that those who do that have hope in the lord but he says in order to hope in the lord you've got to realize the sin of the past he says with the point of a diamond, it is engraved on the tablet of their heart and on the horns of your altars. While their children remember their altars and their wooden images by the green trees on the high hills. Oh, my mountain in the fields, I will give as plunder your wealth, all your treasures and all your high places of sin within all your borders and you even yourself shall go of your heritage which I give you and I will cause you to serve your enemies in the land which you do not know for you have kindled a fire in my anger which shall burn forever thus says the Lord cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength whose heart departs from the Lord for he shall be like a shrub in the desert and shall not see when good comes but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. When you trust in yourself, when you put your hope in yourself, uh, what is produced is nothing but dead things, nothing that will live. But he said, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. Why? For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters uh, which spread out its roots by the rivers and will not fear when heat comes but its leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought nor cease from yielding fruit in other words when my trust is in the lord i can hope for a future in the middle of a drought and why can i hope in the lord because i remember my past and i remember what he's brought me from and that gives me hope for a future And in the heat of the day and in the storms of life, uh, I can stand strong. I can face the storm because my trust is in the Lord. So, Jeremiah 31, 17, he says, there is hope in your future. Somebody needs to hear that today. There is hope in your future future says the lord that your children shall come back to their own border i feel that for somebody today there is hope in your future let me tell you why let me tell you why i believe that there is no backsliding that can't be healed Because in my story, my dad walked away from God for four or five years in 18 to 24, whatever. And he found out that God was still merciful and God was still gracious. So I look back on my past and I realize that there is a hope for a future. And I don't care what the sin is. I don't care what the backsliding is. I don't care what it is if they can find God. If they can turn their heart to God, God will restore, God will heal. And I believe children will come back to their own border. Some of you parents have prayed a border. You created a border for your families and your children. And some have walked away from it. But I'm telling you, there is a hope in your future. And they are going to come back in the border. I believe it in Jesus' name. I want you to lift your hands right now in the name of Jesus. I declare this today. I declare your promises today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! The enemy is a liar. The enemy is a liar. There is hope for the future. There is hope for the future. There is hope for the future. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you go ahead and pray a prayer of hope today. Pray a prayer of future today. We declare it. We declare it. We declare it in the name of Jesus I feel a moment here I feel a moment here in Jesus name go ahead and pray that prayer go ahead and pray that prayer go ahead and pray that promise hallelujah 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 God we pray for our grandchildren we pray for our nieces and our nephews we pray God for those who have walked away from the border of your presence and power Lord, there are testimonies all in this room of those who have walked away from you, but they've come back and we believe that today. We're believing that today. We're declaring that today. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. They're coming home. thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord oh hallelujah God has arrested us here in this moment some of you may have felt hopeless your prayers are like a dead end there is hope There is hope in your future. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you Jesus There's hope in your future Says the Lord That your children shall come back To their own border We realize that remembering We look at our past And we see our future We can look at Remembering as recalling something from our past, and it does, and it serves to do that. There's often another dimension in these terms in the biblical language. In the Bible, the verb to remember often represents a bigger concept or a broader idea than simply to recall something from the past because it implies and includes. Subsequent action as well. It's not just recalling, but recalling in a way that affects one's present feeling, one's present thought, and one's present action. One of the most prominent uses of this idea to remember is when God and his word would tell the Israelites to remember the works that he had done. Remember the acts that he had done on their behalf. Psalm 78, verse 5, For he established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers, that they should make them known to their children, that the generation to come might know them, the children who, have been, who would be born, that they may Arise and declare them to their children that they may set their hope in God future and not forget the works of God in the past. But here's the concept. But keep his commandments in the present. They set their hope in God. They forget not the works of God. But they keep his commandments. The question is. When we remember. Are we just looking at the past? Does remembrance just deal in the past? Or does remembrance just deal in the future? But I would argue in the Bible. Seems to let us know. That when we remember. It impacts the present. And so it means more than just simply recalling events from the past history. But One biblical scholar, Walter Elwell says, it means to live in the present in the light of God's past actions. To live today in a way that reflects what you know God has done in the past. And so by drawing consequences for the present from the acts of God in the past, Israel's faith would be strengthened for the challenges and difficulties that they would encounter in the present world. And Israel's failure to remember in this way, when they would not remember their past, they would face apostasy and disobedience. It affected the present. brief survey of this term throughout Scripture, it carries an added meaning that we would say that we remember in such a way that it affects how we live. You see, the Passover, while it did reflect on the past, its observance caused the children of Israel to live a certain way in the present. It would be Joshua who gathered those stones and had those leaders gather those stones. As a memorial, it was to remind them of God's past deliverance so that they could take courage in their present circumstance. And remembering what God has done in your life and what he has brought you through should give a hope for your future, but it should clarify your present decisions. Do you remember? One of the greatest ways we are called to remember is when we are baptized in Jesus' name. We realize that we look back on our past. We're baptized in Jesus' name for the forgiveness or remission of sins. And we understand that we reach towards the salvation. We are baptized for the remission of our sins so that we can ultimately inherit the promises of God In the future. What I think it's so important for all of us to understand. Who have been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Is not that baptism. Is just something that wipes away our past. And just gets us into heaven. But baptism is intended to affect your present living. Because we in baptism make a covenant with God. That we take on his name and we put on Christ in baptism. And therefore every day we live. Every day we live, after we were baptized in Jesus' name, we live to the glory of God. And so, wow, yes, our sins are forgiven, and yes, we are reaching for a hope. We realize that baptism is a covenant that we make with God that affects everything I do and say and where I go because I want to bring glory to the name of Jesus. Oh hallelujah it's a new covenant relationship with god and it's found in jesus for there is one god and one mediator between god and men the man christ jesus and so we are baptized in his name it's a covenant that we have would you stand with me this morning Psalm chapter 145, verse 1. I will extol you, my God, O King. I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you, and I will praise your name forever and ever. This is the words. These are the words of those who are called by his name. when we remember we remember our past we remember our future we realize that every day we live we have the opportunity to remember his name it Says, every day I will bless you I will praise your name forever and ever great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable One generation shall praise your works to another, and you shall declare, and shall declare your mighty acts. I love this church for a lot of reasons, but one of the reasons I love this church is the multi-generational aspect of this church, because one generation is declaring to the next generation. That God's been good. God's been faithful. Those who may consider them elders in this church, I don't know if I'm, I don't think I'm an elder yet. Fastly approaching that status. As I realize every time I get around young people, I realize the gap is widening. your life live for the glory of God every decision you make is being observed and when we think about giving God praise we think about we come to the church and we sing songs and we praise God and that's great and that's important corporate praise is wonderful but when you read scripture and you look at praising God praising God is more than just singing Praising God is how you live your life that brings glory to his name. And you adults who come and you're faithful every service and you're faithful in your jobs and you're faithful to the things of God. You're just giving God praise. You're declaring his goodness from one generation to the next. But how many adults would say you're inspired by these young people the way they praise God, the way they live for God. I thank them. I thank these young people for their heart for God. We all think that we walked five miles to school both ways uphill. These young people are facing some things that we never had to deal with. So when I think of praising God from one generation to the next, it's not just the older praising to the younger, the younger are praising to the older saying, you can make it, you can do it. And I thank God for that. So we praise God today from one generation to the next. His majesty, his glory, his wondrous works. Verse six, men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. Anybody thankful for that? The Lord is good to all. His tender mercies are over all his works. All your works shall praise you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. So do you remember? Do you remember? We remember Him through our praise, and we remember Him through our worship and our singing. We remember Him when we declare His Word. We remember Him when we clap our hands, when we shout to the Lord. We remember Him when we ask the blessing for our food in a crowded restaurant. Or when we ask for prayer or we pray in front of our unbelieving friends, we remember. We remember Him when we care for the foreigner, We care for the fatherless and the widows. We remember him in the face of our children. We remember him in the beauty of his nature. We remember him in the love with which we love one another. We remember him in the offerings that we cheerfully give. We remember him in the ministries that we participate in. We remember him in the witnessing to our co-workers and neighbors. So David would proclaim in Psalms 45, I will make your name to be remembered in all generations. Therefore, the people shall praise you forever and ever. There's an old song we used to sing in church. It was intended to bring us back into remembrance. It said, Jesus, I'll never forget what you've done for me. Jesus, I'll never forget how you set me free. Jesus, I'll never forget how you brought me out. Jesus, I'll never forget, no, never it would go on to say you've done so much for me i cannot tell it all do you remember today i'm going to invite you to come in the altar in just a minute but maybe some of you need to remember him by looking at your past and realizing his grace and his mercy some of you need to remember him by looking into your future and going you know what i do have a future in god He has saved me, and I accept that he is going to make it possible for me to make heaven my home. But some of you, I felt today that you need to remember him, not just for your past or your future, but for your present decisions. You need to remember him so you can make your next step in God. You might not know the next five years or the next ten years, but all you've got is the next step And I want you to remember what God has done.
0: This podcast was brought to you by The Calvary Church in Cincinnati, Ohio. For more information about The Calvary Church, please visit our website at www.thecalvarychurch.com. Consider joining us for a service where you will find friendly people, high-energy music, music